1: KT McFarlane is one of my all-time favorite people, one of the brightest people I've ever met, and just so decent and grounded and down to earth. The book, by the way, by KT is Revolution, Trump, Washington, and We the People. KT, I saw your tweet about me. I am so humble. You just made my day. My whole day is made now. That's it. That's it. I can go home now. I mean, really. This was, thank you. I mean, it was so sweet. I tweeted you back. We have a little love tweets going on. Thank you very much. This is okay.
2: I just want to point out, Joe, that I've been married for 35 years. I have five children and six grandchildren. So our romance is entirely politically correct in the era of COVID. It is a distance relationship.
1: You are the best. You are the best. Because we were just talking, can a man and a woman, KT McFarlane, have a platonic relationship? (laughs) And I was saying to Debbie Duhame, a very lovely and wonderful uh, traffic reporter, Debbie's a longtime friend. And I'm saying, and we're talking with Al, our news guy, I'm saying you can't, I don't know that you can have a platonic. Business is something else. So you and I, we could call this, this is a business relationship. You know, business relationship. But do you think, KT, and then we're going to get really to the heart of the politics. We really are. But on a Friday, KT McFarland, can you have a platonic relationship with the opposite sex? Do you think that's possible?
2: Yeah, I do. Um, but it's a different kind of friendship. Mm. Um, in all seriousness, my husband is my best friend, and yeah. that's not a business relationship. Some of my, my you know, my son-in-law is one of my best friends, but that's not a business relationship. It's just different. I mean, the great thing about being a woman today Um, And I've said this to my daughters. um, I grew up in the era where women didn't have rights. You know, you didn't have equal pay. You didn't have equal access to education. You know, harassment was part part of the course. And, and um, And yet I think that I've watched my daughters and how they interact in the workplace and in their friendships. Yes, I do think so. And that's yeah. one of the great things about yeah. young yeah. women, young. I mean, everybody's young to me, Joe. But um, but women it's today in the workplace and it. in the, yeah. private, <laughs> you can have that. And that's a really um, empowering, enabling thing for women especially
1: yeah you know you are truly one of the bright stars coming out of washington dc kt well really one of the brightest people i know but you i guess you went through a lot of that uh, sexism for lack of a better word kt when you first came up you saw it firsthand how did you deal with it
2: (laughs) usually with humor i mean i i would especially the old guys (laughs) <laughs> and you'd say, oh, you love me so much of my father or my grandfather who really wanted to be tough. So <laughs> humor great. made That's a lot. One. But you cool. had to avoid the situations. I mean, yeah. you know, I've yeah. always thought that, that very smart people get out of trouble, but yeah. wise people avoid the trouble. And there are ways that you can kind of maneuver around human relationships Yeah. so yeah. that, I mean, we had to. My generation of women had to. There was no Me Too movement. My gosh, you were lucky if you were even in the room doing anything other than getting coffee. Or, or taking minutes from a meeting. You weren't allowed to talk. Wow. Um, so it's it's just a different time. I mean, my daughter pointed out the other day that she sent me something and she said, Mom, I can't believe that it was until 1970, whatever it was, women didn't have the right to sit on juries in some states.
1: <laughs> wow. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, as a father of three beautiful daughters, uh, two of my girls live with me. I tell you, uh, we so appreciate the example that you set, KT McFarland. You know, you, you are a great, uh, a stellar example of everything that women can accomplish in this world. Uh, and, and getting to the heart of the matter, KT, the severity of this Russia hacking U.S. COVID-19 vaccine trial. I mean, are we surprised at this, KT? Don't they always just try to hack everything? And now they're looking to steal our vaccine. Is that true? true
2: yeah well the chinese are doing the same thing joe um everybody's got a race to be first to get the vaccine obviously there are financial reasons for it and health reasons but there's also bragging rights i mean the chinese the chinese plan to come out of this um more so than the russians but the chinese plan to come out of this is the world's sole superpower however that damn virus got created in a lab in a what market on the moon? The Chinese realized once they're, how devastating it was. They realized that it was it was going to lock down society. So they sent it as a bioweapon. They did not let people leave or come in, Chinese people from China, mm-hmm. go, come in or out of Wuhan. And, um, and it, the rest of the world could come in and out of Wuhan for the next three weeks. But they sent it for that three-week period. They used that three-week period where they sent it to Europe, particularly to Italy, to Britain, parts of the United States. They used that three weeks to corner the world market on um, yeah, medical supplies and and personal protective equipment, and then they doled it out to countries that were that didn't criticize them. I mean, you know, months ago the Europeans everybody was saying, "Oh, the Chinese are so bad; they did this." And yet the Chinese said, "You got, you guys want masks? You guys want testing equipment? We own it. You better not say bad stuff about us, or it's the end for you." And so I think the Chinese are their example for example after example. I mean, they're now bu- they're now buying up. Western technology companies and really African and Middle Eastern um, energy and resource companies at higher sale prices. They plan to come out of this with the bragging rights. They're already back at work. I mean, they're wearing a damn mask, okay? They're back at work. Their economies are back in growth. We're still struggling to try to figure it all out. So I think we need to get our act together
1: pretty darn fast. Well, you know, I love the way Secretary of State Mike Pompeo is going after China. I love the way the president is, fi- is yeah. finally really standing strong against uh, China. But yeah, you're, t- and I worry, and I do all the research because when Peter Navarro wrote that book, you know, Crouching Tiger, yeah. early on, and you see, you see a guy like uh, a Pillsbury, you see like a uh, uh, Gordon Chang who comes on the show regularly. Mm-hmm. Man, they, they, they just China, I'm, and I'm not talking about the Chinese people, Katie. People, no, the Chinese you watch, oh lord oh, lord you got to be so politically correct nowadays but the communist party so they you're telling me that they're going to still they haven't even stepped back i'm sorry uh, and 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 oh, just, just shown any humility in this
2: at all no just the opposite they're getting far more aggressive um, look what they're doing to hong kong they did not have a law hong kong a whole deal with hong kong because yes. it was supposed to have its own laws Um, And it doesn't. The Chinese have now stepped in to say anybody in Hong Kong who joins a demonstration or criticizes the government of China, the Communist Party of China, jail for life. Um, The other countries that they're doing that to, they went to the Australians. They said, you dare criticize us over the COVID thing. We are going to stop agricultural imports from China to, into China, which will devastate the Australian economy. They're going around the world, you know, blackmailing countries. And, and I think finally, you know, President Trump was only the first president to stand up to these guys. But what's happening now, in fact, happening this week, is that the National Security Advisor and the Deputy, um, both of whom I hired and brought into the Trump administration, they're going around to the European capitals and they're assembling a coalition. The United States and the United, and the Britain were already on board together to stand up together against China. To keep the Chinese out of our internet, um, internet infrastructure. It's called a Huawei 5G system. Yeah,
1: sure. And sure.
2: they're trying to convince the other Europeans to join us because together we all stand up to China and say, no more intellectual property rights. No more trying to seize the South China Sea, the world's most important maritime trade route, as your own. Mm. No more foisting this stuff upon the world. No mm. more unfair trade practices. And you do not get to build the Internet of the future. Together, we all can get it done, because the Chinese will have to. I mean, we'll be such a powerful bloc, um, economically, politically, militarily, in every way that the Chinese will have to. But only the U.S. can lead it. And I'm very proud, actually, of, of the people in the Trump administration, including the president, for stepping out to do this. I wish the president would talk about it a little more, instead of, you know, hectoring his opponents. But But he's, you know, the thing about Trump, Show. And you get this. You're a New Jersey guy. Think about yeah. Trump. Don't listen to what he says. He says a lot of stuff. He tweets a lot of stuff. Watch what he does. He is tough, and he's got yeah. the right policies.
1: Yeah, a- Amen. And to that point, KT, before we let you go, talking to the great KT McFarlane, the book Revolution, you got to check it out. Trump, Washington, and we the people. Uh, if Joe Biden gets in as as you told me all the great things that this administration is doing, including with Huawei and and, and it's frightening. We track this every day in the radio show. It binds in. It binds in. KT, I mean, we hand everything off to China, correct?
2: Yeah, I mean, look, if Biden, I I honestly don't think he's going to be the candidate because I don't think he's capable of doing a debate. Um, And I'm not going to make fun of the fact that he's, you know, he's. God, absolutely got gotcha. you gotcha. we, we all may be there someday, so I'm not going to make fun of that but <laughs> oh, God, I, I just yeah. don't think he's capable of doing a debate i don't yeah. I mean if he gets elected president, he's not going to yeah. be president he's just going to be the guy sitting behind the desk, and other people are going to be running it and you're absolutely right they are going to turn it all over to China they are going to let the chinese take what they want because the Chinese are already in their financial systems. I mean, the the Wall Street China traders have all become billionaires by turning over American intellectual property, you know, the blueprints for our developments, the innovations that we've done. They turn them over to the Chinese and they get money for it. It's legal, but it's pretty unethical.
1: It's always a vital, vital, a searing, wonderful and important conversation with you, KT. And every time we see, I know we've got a break here, guys, but every, every time I see you, I see General Flynn. There, there you are, right next to General Flynn. Uh, how was how he doing, KT, if, if I may ask?
2: Well, I think that um, I think what the, the people against him are trying to do is string it out until after the election. The, the, really? the, the delay, delay, delay. I mean, he never committed a crime. And the fact that they blackmailed him by saying, we're going to go after your son and destroy him unless you plead guilty to a crime you didn't commit. Uh, Now, uh, how's that fair and justice? I don't think so.
1: I know KT McFarland you're the best KT we love you with all uh, respect and, and please come back anytime KT and hopefully I'll see you out there you know when we get out of this pandemic and we could show up at a, a studio we could see each other over at the tv studios for crying out loud you know where everybody's locked down and hopefully this will be over soon enough KT McFarland and we'll see you out there
2: it's a date
1: <laughs> you are the best you are the best girl KT McFarland thanks for listening to the town hall review
0: A recent article in the New York Times demands our attention. The headline states this, Sex does not mean gender, equating them erases trans lives. The author argues that sex should not be equated with gender because gender is a socially constructed reality that does not have anything to do with biological sex. But basic reality is indeed tied integrally and inseparably from biology. In sex, as male and female, we are looking at basic reality, part of the created order. The author goes on to state, quote, In fact, stop using sex-based words to refer to people at all. They're words for bodies, not for people with hearts and souls and minds, end quote. But keep this in mind. We are created as individuals who are a unity, body and soul. We are who we are, including our bodies, because God made us this way, and he made us in his image. I'm Albert Mullen. publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu